Is this making any sense at all? It's a bit of a ramble, but it's, it's, it's only meant to give a, an idea of perhaps what's going on out there. Uh, here's another guy, Prakash Nair, fairly well known, uh, has done quite a lot of work with um, local authorities in this country now, building schools for the future. Again, the same sorts of same sorts of issues, trying to break down what learning can really be about so that we can provide appropriate buildings. He's done it in a di slightly different way, uh, but some of the issues are still very similar. So he has 18, 19 learning modalities, as he calls them. I won't read them all out, but again, you spot some of them. Independent study, peer tutoring, one-to-one -one learning with the teacher, project-based learning. But how many schools that we've been to, could we undertake any of those activities? I can't really, perhaps project-based learning I did do a little bit of in secondary schools, but the idea of one-to-ones with teachers certainly didn't have that. Independent study, well, you did that at home or you did it in the library. Peer tutoring, didn't do any of that sort of stuff. Um, yet in the real world, these are things that we do all the time. Certainly in the design world, it's things that we do all the time. Student presentations, performance-based, seminar style in, in instruction, etc., etc. So that's what he does. He sets out uh, the, those modalities. Interestingly, here's an example of that put into practice, and you could almost overlay that over the previous example that I was showing you, which is it's certainly not classrooms strung out in a row along a corridor. These are, much, these are quite different sorts of, sorts of environments. Uh, he works on the basis of design patterns and so he'll look at a particular area and he'll say what are the issues within that particular area. So here's one which is, is welcome, which is the entrance. It's about how, how you arrive at a school. Eyes on the street, signature, student display. Home base. Uh, Ken Fisher touched on home base. His idea of home base was something slightly different, but nonetheless, it's something that, that each young person in the school has ownership of. It's their territory. Here, they've grouped it a little bit and they've related it to Kotux, etc., etc., and they have a project table, but nonetheless, they have their own, their own space within the school. Science labs. His approach on science labs is that you don't have seven, eight, nine identical science labs in a science block because actually the amount of practical work that you do is relatively limited. Uh, and therefore, science can be quite a different experience. Yes, you will have an active lab, as he calls it. Uh, perhaps you'll be doing messy things, etc. but there'll also be display, there'll also be think tanks, there'll be more conventional, different sorts of spaces, all related to science. Uh, indoor, outdoor connections. Outdoor is a learning space. All the sorts of things you can do outside uh, are absolutely crucial and it's something that he emphasizes quite strongly. Uh, furniture, I touched on the Victorian example of furniture. Furniture in, in schools these days, furniture design in schools these days is absolutely critical. Uh, you used to pick up a catalogue of school furniture and you'll get the polypropylene chairs, not these fancy jobs here, for £1.30 each, etc. And that's what we'd all sit on. Uh, and it does seem to me that it's fairly fundamental that the chair you sit on all day long, uh, it has an impact on your behaviour and your performance. Uh, and a lot of people are waking up to that. But also these different spaces require different furniture. So 
in any of your schools, did you have sofas? Were the young people allowed to sit on sofas? We didn't have that sort of stuff, did we? Uh, whereas in contemporary thinking, of course, all these different spaces, whether they're cafe-type spaces, etc., you may be learning through relaxing. You may be reading. You may be using a computer at home. You may be doing it on a soft chair. So why not do it in a soft chair at school? So he's picking up on that point. So if you enable these spaces with sophisticated IT, and make them IT rich, then they can become quite different sorts of learning spaces. Uh, I'm not going to touch on that one because um, I don't really know what the slide means, to be honest. But it's about flexibility. It's about the idea um, that different spaces can do, can do different things. Uh, he also uses this uh, terminology. Uh, three spaces he's got here. That should not say camp file. It should say camp fire space. Now, his idea of a campfire space is a space where there's somebody pretty well doing what we're, what we're doing now. This is, is, is a campfire space. Slightly odd terminology, and I think a lot of people are turned off by that. But the principle is the same. There's a particular activity, and there's a particular space that reflects that. Watering hole space. This is where everybody gets together. And through collaborative social discourse, you can learn. Uh, the Victorian school certainly didn't have that. Uh, in my school, we certainly didn't have that. The sixth form had a common room, but it wasn't about learning. It was about all sorts of other exciting things. Uh, but the, the idea that these, these social spaces actually can be learning spaces is something that people are picking up on. Uh, he calls this next space a cave space, which can be any casual small space, but it's a space where you can be on your own, you can do individual study. Uh, perhaps the creative juices can start. Uh, you can do things like reading these different sorts of spaces within schools. And then finally, and this is where it, uh, I'm getting out of my depth, um, the whole issue about multiple intelligences is, is an interesting question uh, and there's a lot of theory that relates to it. And these are the different modes of learning. So we have linguistic, which is self-explanatory. We have logical, which will be mathematical. Musical, Kinesthetic learning is quite an interesting one. Uh, spatial, naturalist, interpersonal, intrapersonal, and existential. Now, we can make of those whatever we like, but the point that I'm making here, or the point that he's trying to make, is there are different ways of learning, and we each learn in different ways, and conventional learning would benefit some people, and it would uh, disable other people. Therefore, we need learning pedagogies and we need learning spaces that enable everybody who has different sensitivities and different ways of learning to be able to learn in their own way. So if you're a kinesthetic learner, for example, a uh, conventional classroom simply doesn't do anything for you at all. The, all the spaces that he's identified, he's put down the left-hand side, and then all the different ways of multiple intelligences he put along the top. And he's exploring how all these different spaces, different People, young people with different skills and different abilities can learn in different ways in each of these spaces to support his theory that schools need that huge variety, variety of space.